Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast and the place of celebrating juicy, soulful, whole, living, loving, adventuring on this journey, this journey of a lifetime. So yesterday there was a parable of the pipe, the burst pipe, just in terms of like if we ever find ourselves on the receiving end of what could be like a really abrupt tone, someone's anger, storming, like whatever it is, it's actually that it has nothing to do with us. It's like if you walk past a burst pipe and it burst, the moment you walk past it, it wouldn't be your fault and you wouldn't really hold a grudge against the pipe. So yesterday, <laughs> the idea was, as I was chatting about the idea, that it was like a burst water pipe. So you get a bit wet, maybe soaking, maybe it's a bit forceful, you know, it's uncomfortable, but it's something you deal with. And then I was thinking, <laughs> what happens? You walk past and the sewage pipe bursts. <laughs> now that's like a hundred, the whole level. It's not just that you're getting wet. Oh, good boy. Now you're getting like seriously smelly. But the thing is, again, even no matter how unpleasant it is, <laughs> you just need to deal with the situation. There's no, it's what's happened. It's not the pipe's fault. It's certainly not your fault. You wouldn't hold it against a sewage pipe for the rest of your life. It just wouldn't even like cross anyone's mind to do that. And the thing I was thinking of this one is then, because sometimes it's really smelly. Like I heard of these like sprays when they spray mobs that are rioting that leaves like a smell that's hard to get rid of. And for a couple of days, you're still like reeking of this, like it's really to deter people from like whether it is protesting, whatever. So yeah, like imagine then even despite showering and refreshing, there's something that's lingering. And it's just also that lesson that sometimes things just have their natural time frame that they need to sort of move through. Um, and it doesn't make it right or wrong or good or bad. It just is. It's just about, yeah, holding that space for it to do what it needs to do to leave, um, without getting sucked in or suppressing. Yeah. So that interesting line between the two. So that was the other was like, even if it got really smelly and even if it did leave a little bit of like lingering stuff, that it is possible for it all ultimately to get to the place <laughs> where it's completely behind you. Um, the whole incident. Oy, yoy, oy. The other thing also I was thinking about this pipe was that actually if a pipe bursts, something's wrong. It's like there's been damage. It's like a sign that there's a leak, like something is built up. Something wasn't, was wrong on a small level and it grew and grew and grew to the point that this pipe burst. So then I was thinking, if one just happens to walk past this burst pipe and it happens to be in terms of life, where you're on the receiving end of somebody's outburst, that actually, because it's got nothing to do with us, it's more just a sign that if this person was like whole and grounded and healthy and sound, not that everyone's not healthy, I just mean it's a sign that there's some point of distress. So if anything, a burst pipe should more likely if it invoked in us a feeling of compassion as opposed to people's normal response of like taking it personally or like judging them personally that the behavior is inappropriate. What if it's seen as like a sign of distress? Oh my God. Yeah. It just also reminded me just that total like reframe. So I remember hearing also this like amazing, amazing, a paradigm shift story where imagine, imagine you're 
at a like five-star resort and you're by the poolside and you're laying in this deck chair and just perfect the weather's perfect the breeze and you're laying the eyes closed and you feel the splashing starts a little bit and then if you're getting splashed more and more and progressively more vigorously and lying with your eyes closed thinking oh my god there aren't even so many people at the pool can this person not control their child do they have to splash right on top of me and eventually then you like by the time you open your eyes you really got this like frustration and annoyance building up building up building up and you open your eyes to discover there's a person in the pool floundering who's drowning so that splashing wasn't some kid trying to annoy you it was actually someone in distress who's drowning and trying to save themselves and it, it shifts everything it, in that moment of realizing oh my god this is someone who's like in desperate need of help and how much more so like if to wire that as a response to like if one happens to be at the right at the perfect time to be on the receiving end of a pipe burst um to rather trigger like the sense of compassion for someone thrashing around that there's actually some sort of distress um and to hold and that not that not about fixing it but just like hold a space for energetically coming from that place as engaging with a person um yeah because it can shift so much so that was the two other insights that came out of the pipe parable then also this week at improv had a wonderful lesson about not prejudging and actually sometimes it takes participation and personal experience not just from a once-off before passing any remarks and it's very easy to pass remarks from the outside so I never really got dance or like partner dance or like I just thought okay so fun yeah and then when I started going to salsa also from the fact that the very first lesson I was like how does anyone call this fun but like committing to just actually like go more and stick with the process to get more of a feel for what it is and now having so much that I see how valuable and amazing it is that what it teaches in terms of sensitivity and connection to another person and in terms of a very kind of respectful engagement between, like, um, if you are talking male-female dynamic, um, oh, so divine, so, so divine. And in terms of leading and following and so many beautiful life lessons. So now a friend of mine at her son's school in the high school, they, like, offered these dance courses. And this was before... I didn't really get it. And now I think it is the most amazing thing for high school kids to have like all the mix. And it's, they don't just do salsa. They do like ballroom and cha-cha and like all of it. But so lovely to learn that whole framework and that engagement. And then because it's, it's hard, it's hard beyond the lesson. You know, the lesson's fine and wonderful when it's so correct, like you know what's coming. But to actually partner and dance with someone when you don't know what's coming. Um, wow. Yeah. Just so many beautiful lessons. And further to that, when I mentioned improv this week, because I went to see a kind of improvisational style, which apparently like has this therapeutic aspect. So it's called playback. And what happens is people from the audience are invited to share a story. It could be something that, um, they're upset about, or it could be something that they're grappling with, or it could even be like a happy thing. And then various actors actually reenact the story for the person. And it can be with a different ending. Um, it can be focused on a certain scene. So we had something, and I kind of left that thinking because I didn't go up. I didn't actually experience what it's like to have 
like my story retold or reframed. So it was interesting and all, but I kind of like wasn't quite sure of the value or, and this was the lesson of experience. So we have improv and one of the tasks that we get given is a few people get the opportunity to go up and tell a story. And then various of us get tasked with like deeply listening, but it gets split up, right? So one person's like tasked with really listening for the emotions, all the emotions through the story. And then someone else is tasked with looking at all the gestures the person makes as they tell it. And then someone else is tasked with just listening to the story itself. And afterwards, each person has to like feed back. And it was so amazing to hear because one of the participants gave a real life story. And she said, like, it was amazing because she never expected it. It was very therapeutic and, like, cathartic to actually have and healing her story retold back to her in so many different levels. And how the people who had it told back said it was amazing also to be on the receiving end of bearing witness to such intense being heard and, like, being felt on all levels. And it was an amazing, amazing feeling. So, yeah, that was also just such a lesson <laughs> in actually until someone experiences something, it's very difficult. Yeah, it's almost like you can't. You can't actually pass comment until you literally have been in a situation. Because even like someone, could, she, the experiences that they had were not expectant. They didn't expect what came out of it, which I thought was absolutely beautiful. And I'm going to share one last thing that then I was thinking about this whole idea of just being with the moment that is. And that actually, hmm, I'm just wondering, like appreciating, I think maybe we'll I'll like elaborate more on this tomorrow, but just the idea of like appreciating the sunset for the fact that it's not sunset all the time. And it was more like scarcity is often seen as like, you know, the opposite, the counter to abundance. But yet, it's like, because something is scarce, that it makes it precious, which creates like a gratitude and an, an appreciation, but like to a really incredible degree. So there was something there that just, I don't know, something about it that just really kind of profoundly hit home today of like the magic, it's, it's okay to then really like look forward to, like carry on with the things you're doing, and look forward to sunrise and if you're watching the sunrise and be there for the magic of it but it's not sunrise the whole day and what actually makes sunrise and when there's sunset and what actually makes them so beautiful and so precious is that they're not there all the time and that they're all the other hours of just doing other things and then when it's time again there's this appreciation which is a direct result of the fact that it's not and the gift the actual gift of appreciation that comes out of like the, the lack. I don't know, it was just so beautiful. It was like things are not so linear. That actually like scarcity has a lot of its own value and contribution. Mm. So not seeing things as so black and white. Ha, so on that note, precious heart, here is yeah, to please God, like wiring in the in the times of being in the firing line of some burst pipe. A response of compassion that is actually a sign of distress and to hold that sacred space and see the person beyond the behavior. Um, there was something else related to the beginning. 
Oh my lordy lord. And um, as well, my god, I'm so sorry. That we may, that we may allow the time for sometimes things that need to process, like in the case of being walking past a smelly sewage pipe and possibly <laughs> everything it would take to get that smell out of the clothes. And sometimes you just got to let go of stuff. Sometimes you may have to just throw away the stuff you were wearing when it happened. Um, but just, yeah, making allowance for all and being more open and willing to hold space for things that we don't have personal experience for as opposed to being in a place of kind of judgment and remark against them or discarding of them. And may we be more and more open to actually seeing the gift and the stuff that's normally labeled as something that people don't really want, like when you talk about scarcity. But that scarcity, when something is scarce, it actually engenders like an amazing oh, value to it and an appreciation for it for the fact that it's there for small honorary times. Yeah, wow, wow. So happy adventuring, precious hearts, until we meet again. Mwah.